Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And welcome to the Inspired Table podcast. I'm your host, Jordana Levine. And today I'm back with an interview episode. It's been a long time since I've put an interview episode up on here. We've really been focusing on the moon and Mercury retrograde. And I'm sure you're all dying to know what's happening with the upcoming full moon and lunar eclipse next week. There will be an episode up in a few days about that. So hang tight. Um, To be honest with you, I'm actually in two minds about what to do with the Inspired Table podcast. I have two podcasts, I'm sure many of you know. My other podcast is called The Middle and I co-host it with my beautiful friend Holly Azapati. But what you might not know is that I record, edit, do all the design and marketing for both of those podcasts and it is a lot of work. There's a lot of hours in my day and what I've found is that the Inspired Table podcast has been slipping a little. You'll notice that episodes are kind of coming out fortnightly now, finding it very hard to get the interview episodes up, even though I enjoy doing interviews so much. So I'm trying to work out what the best move is going forward and I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you absolutely love the interview episodes and would hate for them to disappear, please let me know. Um, You can DM me on Instagram. You could send me an email, jordana at jordanalevine.com. Just reach out, I guess. I sort of, I'm still getting the same listens that I always get. There has been no drop off, which has been so beautiful and so reassuring, but I really want to be able to put my energy into the things that you guys are really benefiting from. And I know the moon synopsis is one of those. So um, one of the options here is that I move those moon synopsis over to the middle podcast and air them on there Um, and just let the inspired table go really, which will be an interesting exercise. I've had this podcast now for almost four years, which is absolutely crazy. But Anyway, look, just some food for thought this morning. Um, If you have no opinion, that is totally fine too. I just thought I'd throw it over to you guys just to gauge where everybody is at with that idea. Um, But for now, let's stick to today's episode. My guest today is Kiralee Lynch. Kiralee is an energy worker, channel and clairvoyant. She's also a glitter nomad who's been traveling the world with nothing but a backpack and a smile for the last 18 months. Kiralee uses her gifts to support her clients to heal and gain clarity about their soul purpose. Now, Kiralee generously offered me a session before our recording so that I could gain a greater insight into the work that she does. And look, I have seen many psychics and channels and clairvoyants and energy workers, and I can say that Kiralee's session was truly delightful. She's very gentle and kind and loving in her approach, and you leave her sessions feeling uplifted, energized, and hopeful, which is always a good thing. And I know it's a worry for some people when they're having sessions with clairvoyants and energy workers. So 
If you're looking for a little bit of guidance and a little bit of hope for your future, then I highly recommend booking in a session with the beautiful Kiralee Lynch. I'd love to know what you thought of this conversation. So as always, if you enjoyed it, please leave a rating or review on iTunes or take a screenshot on your phone and share it to Instagram stories, tagging me at Jordana Levine and Kiralee at Luminous Awakenings. I'm Kiralee. Hi, you can call me Kiki. <laughs> and I am a energy dealer. I'm a, I keep saying energy, introducing myself as an energy healer at parties and everybody here's dealer. So I'm just going with that. I'm I actually energy prefer dealer. energy dealer, to be honest with you. I think cute, it's right? perfection and very cute. Yes. Yes. Continue. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm an energy dealer. I'm a channel. I'm an intuitive. Um, uh, I like to think of myself as a bit of an old fashioned telephone operator. I don't know if you've seen um, uh, Mrs. Maisel or <gasps> Mad Men or those kind of old yes. shows where you see the like the women who are patching the calls through. Yeah. Um. That that's me. I don't wear heels or um have have such great A line dresses, but um I help patch people through to their higher selves and I patch them through to their angels and their guides. Um. And I am really passionate about people taking the internal journey, and that's that's what I facilitate. I facilitate people stepping inside of themselves um, and really forming a deep and lasting um, bond with themselves that's very much based in love and compassion. Beautiful. So let's let's explore this idea of connecting people with their higher selves, with their angels, with their guides. How does one get into the business of energy dealing? How, how was it that you came to the realization or, or I mean, or, or came to understand that you had this connection? Mm, so I, it's a long story. I'll give you the uh, the greatest hits, the cliff notes. Um, and first I would like to say that I, I take the view of my teacher. So my teacher is a woman called Lynette Arcadi, um, who's known as my energy mentor. Um, and she's the one who, who taught me like the skills of how to get there. But she teaches from the basis of we all have it. Yeah. It's our birthright. We are born with it, and we have simply forgotten, or we it hasn't. It's not prioritized in our society. Buying shit and being powerful and having a big job and you know that kind of stuff is prioritized. But this deep and lasting connection to our intimate, intuitive selves is not prioritized. Mm. So we we lose it, right? So I would say I've always had it in the way that everybody has always had it. Um, my grandmother certainly had it. I have a, a grandmother who used to say she had a direct line to G because it was really like she could just pick up the telephone and have a chat. Um, and that's how she understood it through the through the Catholic um, kind of lineage of understanding yeah. spirit, um, which is not not so much me at all. Um, but the, the way I actually got there, I was a yoga teacher. I mean, first, if we go way back, I was um, working in the music industry. I worked at Triple J for 10 years and was very much in the material world and, and just loved partying with rock stars and like going to gigs and um, uh, hanging out and being young and stupid. And I loved it. But there was always a bit of a hole inside of me that, that none of this stuff could fill um, and so I fell into yoga which was like coming home and that's when I realized that the spiritual path was my path and always had been I just kind of needed to accept that again about myself um, and then getting into um, yoga got me into ayahuasca and there's a real I was living in Berlin for many years and there's a big ayahuasca scene in Berlin mm. and so I kind of got really into that for about two years and it was ayahuasca that told me I, mean, I was in a ceremony and ayahuasca said you're a channel 
And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then Ayahuasca said, and this woman, Lynette Arcadi, is your teacher and you need to go to her. Um, and can I completely I, Can I just stop it. you there for a minute? Yes, just because please. I'm so fascinated by Ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. When yes. you say you were on an Ayahuasca journey for two years, what does that mean? So it, I worked with uh, two different shamans regularly and would uh, do ceremonies maybe kind of uh, every month. Wow. Every two months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it did, but yeah, it kind of depended. But like at the most frequent, it was every month, every two months, then maybe every every six months at the least frequent. Um, but yeah, I logged about I guess fifteen so ceremonies roughly in oh um, in two years. Yeah. Do, the, yeah. do they? Okay, so whoa, I don't want to make this a podcast about ayahuasca, but it does fascinate me. I've had it's lots amazing. of yeah, I've had lots of friends that have done it. Um, I find that women seem to have a more intense experience than. Okay. My male friends that have been through it, um, yep. but the, the some of the some of my female friends that have been through it have had what I would almost call traumatic experiences, and maybe that was because they had stuff that needed to come up and move through them. But the more that you go through it, like if you're doing it monthly, is the experience getting it? Well, I. Uh, I don't want to say better, but is it more gentle or is it still Um, quite a... It's so personal. It's so Mm. personal. And for me, actually, it was more of a digging down. So if you had have asked me after my first five or six ceremonies, I was like, oh my God, ayahuasca is amazing and it's light and it's love and it's bubbles and sunshine and gorgeousness. And I just felt hugged by the divine and loved by the universe and had to be shushed by the shaman a few times because I was up the back laughing so hard. (laughs) And and I'd never vomited. I was like, I don't even vomit. I feel like so many of my stories about myself I'm like I don't even do this and then it comes and smacks me in the face oh no (laughs) yeah and then I and then I did start vomiting and that's like after about ceremony five onwards and didn't like it but you know also realized that it's not a physical release it's an energetic release and I was like I I came here to change I didn't come to stay the same Mm. if this is what I have to do fine bring it like let's go and then it wasn't until about ceremony 14 that I got smacked hard and by this time I'd been told I was a channel I'd gone to my teacher because I ignored the First time Ayahuasca told me that, I ignored it because I'm an idiot. So second time, Ayahuasca really got in my face and was like, we talked about this bitch. (laughs) Lynette is your teacher. Go to her. Um, And then the next Ayahuasca ceremony I did, I actually got pushed out. I could feel myself being pushed out after about 60 minutes. I was just back sober as a judge. Everybody else was just starting. And I had really been kicked out and been like, maybe you shouldn't even come back. And then I went and did two, two years work with my teacher and then I came back and just got smacked so hard and it was the worst night of my life Wow! because it was coming to terms with death it was like and I was told there are all these difficult things you have to do your marriage is going to end and both of your grandmothers are going to die and you don't want to do it it's all going to happen in the next year and you have to do it and I just cried all night I was like no don't make me do these things I don't want to like please don't make me but of course they all of course it all happened and then in going through it I'd already done so much it was horrible but I'd already done so much of the work in that overnight experience that when it actually came to do the really hard stuff I mean not that it's easy but I was a little bit prepared I think Uh, and then I then I didn't do any ayahuasca for like so long after that I was like no I'm out and then I went back and it was gentle and lovely again so I think it's just a very personal (laughs) it's all to do with you and your experiences and what you need and she never gives you any more than you can handle that's what's amazing even if it's like the worst night of your life she will not give you any more than 
you can handle. She'll challenge you, but she won't overwhelm you. Yeah, look, you lost me at vomiting. I, I have to be <laughs> honest with you. <laughs> it's my least favorite thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you had this awakening of sorts through the ayahuasca ceremonies and you went and did your uh, um, training with with this woman. With Lynette. With Lynette. Three years with her. Okay. And then, I mean, was there a point where you had decided that um, this was something that you needed to offer as a service in your life and it wasn't just something that you could have for yourself? I very much as well needed to accept myself because even though like I I was doing this weird thing where I was a yoga teacher and I was heavily into the woo-woo, like I love it. I am deeply spiritual, but I couldn't quite accept that about myself. I'd kind of pretend that I wasn't. I'd pretend that I was still the atheist that I was in my 20s who was like, no, there's nothing more. What are you talking about? Um, and so it actually, I was even though I was like doing this work with Lynette and I was two and a half years into my, my work with her and things were happening and I could no longer deny that these things were happening. Like I denied it as much as I could, but at some point you've just got to accept your own experience, right? You've got to like stop pushing against the, the tide and just start going with it. Um, and so I was kind of, I'd been getting these downloads. All of a sudden I'd just be like, I'd hear this voice in my head that was like, are you ready? And I'd be like, oh, fine, I'm ready. And like, I have a really clear one. I was in the back of a car. I was being driven around somewhere in Bali and I was like scrabbling for a pen and a paper. And I'd been chatting to the driver and I had to say, oh, could you please give me a second? And I'm writing down what's coming through. And, but I'd been keeping it, I'd been mentoring at the same time. So I'd, a lot of the downloads I'd get would be about the, the women I was mentoring. And so I'd kind of try and figure out ways to slip it in like to kind of go spirit told me this mm. about you but like and so I was hedging my bets left right and center and could not really acknowledge who I was and I was not speaking my truth and it was not a comfortable time for me and then I was staying with this woman in Cambodia because I'm a I'm a digital nomad I'm a glitter nomad I, I travel so I'm always somewhere differently so um uh, I was in uh, Phnom Penh uh, last was that last March and the woman I was staying with was just so lovely. And one day she just said to me, can you read me? Can you do a reading for me? And I was like, oh, no, I don't know that I can. No, no. She was like, I think you can do it. Like, I really think you can do it. And I actually said, okay. And I sat down and I checked in with my guides and I was like, can I do this? And they're like, yeah, you can do this. And I went, I'm really nervous. Can I have a beer before I do this? And they're like, yeah, you can have a beer. (laughs) Wow. I like your guides. (laughs) So it's like 35 degrees and 98% humidity. And I'm in the middle of Phnom Penh and I'm walking outside so I can buy a beer to come back. And I did a reading and it was like, magic because I get out of the way that's the thing I'm the telephone operator I completely remove myself from the situation and I just um basically repeat what I'm told it all comes through me and it's so it's like I witness it as well and at the end of it I was like oh my god this is actual this is actual magic and I actually get to witness it and and I've never stopped being in awe ever since I've done so many readings since then but Mm. every single one of them excites me okay so we we oh you gave me a reading a couple of weeks ago which was really fun thank you for that Um, but I have a few questions (laughs) first of all um okay so the way that our reading worked and I I don't know if this is for everyone but basically you were uh, communicating the messages that were coming through my energy from my angels and from my guides 
correct. Um, Let's start from the beginning. What is the difference between angels and spirit guides? Okay, so for me, and this is all just my experience, there are so many ways to tap into this and it's also Mm. very individual. There's so many lineages. This is just me and my experience, right? So when I go in, I go in, it's two different vibrational levels is how I would explain it. One is a higher level, one is a lower level. That's not to say better, worse, gooder or worser or whatever it's 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 just like the vibrations feel different like so um when i go in on the angelic realm for me i read it as um very high big picture high vibration um where you're looking bird's eye view of your life so it's where you're looking at the span of your life in this lifetime but not even just this lifetime past life stuff comes up there as well um and it's like connecting with source. It's all just when you get up into those realms, it's just it's light and it's love and it's it's beautiful and delicious. Mm. So that's angelic. And then the lower realm is um, spirit guide. And it's a bit more practical, if, if that's a word that makes sense when we're talking about these things. It's a bit more practical, a little bit more involved in the day-to-day. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of think of it as like board of directors, angelic realm board of directors, and spirit guide more kind of customer service reps. Yeah. Okay. So when you're getting, when you're getting your downloads of sorts in order to communicate through to the person that you're giving the reading to, I think what always strikes me with this stuff is it's, it's not like, it's not like we're sitting there in silence for five minutes while you get all this information and then you (laughs) interpret it and give it back to me. It's it's very free flowing conversation. So how, in, in what way do you personally receive the messages do you do you do you hear it do you visualize it what's the what's the download process like for you for me it's mostly hearing as I go on more and more I'm being given visuals now but for me the hearing came first and yeah it is quite quick because like I said I move myself out of the way so it's almost and this is not such a great visual but here we go it's almost like I'm the ventriloquist dummy it's almost like the angels have their hands up my butt um and (laughs) they're working my mouth and so the way it comes through is I actually I actually just let it flow. I speak it. Mm. And so sometimes even the stuff that's coming out of my mouth, I'm like, damn, (laughs) wow. Um, And then other times, yeah, so it's like other times that works really well. And then sometimes I do need to pause and go back and go, sorry, you need to say that again. Or can you be clearer on that? Or they will show me a picture and I'll understand it. Yeah. They'll understand it on a deeper level. Yeah. I think what I've always found so fascinating about any kind of um, intuitive reading or psychic session is that there, like you said, because you are, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, but because you are the messenger of sorts, um, the person, you know, passing the messages on from higher realms to person having the reading, Do you think that sometimes your personal interpretation of something can misconstrue a message coming through? Yeah, I mean, of course, of course. It's something that I work really hard to um, avoid. Mm. And that's been one of the biggest lessons for me, actually, is learning to just say it as it comes through and not yes. question it yeah. because I notice usually like sometimes I'm a bit embarrassed by what I have to tell you or <laughs> right or I'm yeah. like oh that's hard news I don't want to tell you that or yeah. it doesn't make any sense to me I'm like this is going to sound bananas but I need to say this to you and then as I've learned like especially when I first started I had a lot of hesitation um 
uh, and like uncertainty. Um, and then I just noticed more and more the thing that I would say like, oh my God, this is going to sound bananas. Um, like, so what was, it was like only about the third reading I'd ever done. And it came through and I was like, look, this is going to sound bananas, but they said, buy the orange bike. And she was like, how do you know about that? I'm like, I don't know. That's just the message. And she's like, my bike died yesterday and I saw an orange bike and I've decided I can't afford it. And they're like, and I'm like, it just said buy it. Right. (laughs) So like, yeah. So the stuff that I'm like, that is random. Like, or another one was like, you've got to throw out their black shoes. And again, whenever I say something specific and random like that, where I'm like, that seems too crazy. The person will be like, how did you know that? Like, I don't know. I just do. Um, yeah, there's so many responsibilities doing what I do in order to, it's deep, intimate work. And there's so much work that me as a reader does to make it safe and responsible and kind and caring. And, um, yeah. Yeah. What do you think about, um, timelines? Do you think that when we're getting, messages coming through and and reading energy that it's it's possible to interpret it in our like 3d physical realm linear fashion or do you think that it's something that's sort of like really hard to um convey through yeah the timelines that we're so used to working within the physical realm um it's this i love this kind of stuff these kind of um i feel like this is a late night question isn't it sitting around a a bonfire like discussing the kind of um yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, time travel and can we even do it and what does it all mean um look it's all it's such a mind bender this one because then it then we start to connect into like I see the things I see I pass on the things I pass on I I can when I and connect into these realms I can kind of view things from up that high sometimes um but then it does lead us into a conversation of like destiny versus free will as well right like if if I give you a message and I tell you to do something and you do it and it works out was that always going to happen or if I tell you like it's like it really it's so it's the psychic conundrum though isn't it (laughs) because you you walk away from a reading feeling so motivated and uplifted and there's got to be an element of that that allows you to feel like it's possible for you and you yeah. have faith in something and maybe that is enough to create yeah. that thing in your life yeah right and I would also say that when I connect you with your your guides and your angels what I'm not connecting you with someone else I'm connecting you with yourself like mm. this stuff is already going on with you yeah. it's just a different vibration it's this higher part of you where that kind of stuff it's really pure and and there is nothing but possibilities and there is nothing but like space being cleared for this to happen and it is kind of about dharma and purpose and soul purpose right so maybe in the material plane yeah you've got it in the you'd describe it as it's in the back of my mind I'd like to do this but I don't know how and then I connect you through with this part of yourself with the material falls out of the way and you don't have the pros and cons list and the doubts and the fears. I could never do that because dot, dot, dot. It connects you through to the part of yourself where you're like, oh my God, yes, I can do this. You know, so maybe that, you know, I don't know, does that muddy the timelines or is that just you being connected with the most pure part of yourself Mm. um, and moving your fears and doubts out of the way? I love this question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's so layered, isn't it? And I don't know is the answer. (laughs) Yeah, no, I didn't really expect you to know. I just wanted to open it up to you. (laughs) Um, I guess the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, this has come up a lot um, in different circles that I move in, is um, seeking external validation for Mm. 
what you're going through or what's ahead for you by having some sort of energetic, intuitive, psychic reading um, mm-hmm. and, and not going inside yourself to find the answers. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that you said to me that um, you are connecting the, the um, person having the reading with their higher self, but is yep. there, do you think, space for people to rely too heavenly, heavily on somebody else giving them the answers? Yeah, absolutely. And again, I teach in the lineage or or I practice and I teach in the lineage of my teacher. Um, And she, you know, again, believes everybody can do this and she teaches people to do this. So she read for 20 years and then was like, I'm just going to teach you guys to do this yourself. And that's the approach that I take as well, that I don't usually take clients less than I won't see anyone less than six months apart so that you you can't depend on me too much i don't want you calling me every week to to find out what you should do i want you to spend that time with yourself and like and and learn to develop this connection for yourself and learn to trust yourself and build your intuition and um stand in your own power um yeah and absolutely like there is um what is it it's like there's some kind of if you think that you know someone who can always tell you that what's going to happen next or that everything's going to be okay there absolutely could be a tendency to depend on that but that then you're not building the resilience you need in yourself to um to do this yourself and to connect with your guides yourself and to um deeply know and understand and love yourself yourself without that other person getting in the way absolutely so if people wanted to start to create conversation with their angels and their spirit guides what do you think is a really um easy way or not easy but you know um tangible way to start yeah so it's the art of listening really which i we don't we don't kind of maybe do so much anymore i feel like often we we talk like we talk to be heard and then we listen to the other person but already we're formulating what we're going to say to them in our mind like in a conversation um and so this is the art of listening because the thing is your guides your angels your higher self is always talking to you and always there and can't wait to be heard you've just got to learn the language so it's a little bit listening it's a little bit learning another language and if you've ever learned another language you need to like be patient um be content with speaking like a child for a while um and uh, and just practice right like practice so I would say silence silence or whatever you know it it could be silence sitting it could be silence you know doing a meditation it could be silence surfing or walking Mm. or um, in nature or sitting in nature like it's a matter of regular practice of carving out and it can only be 10 minutes a day like it just you know you meet yourself where you're at right like it's whatever you can work with you don't have to go somewhere else and be somewhere special you incorporate it into your everyday life and you just set aside 10 minutes a day where you say hi and say I'm listening and maybe ask a question or two and wait to hear what the answer is Mm -hmm. and accept that you might not hear anything for the first month that's that's fine again it's a new skill you're building the muscle right you wouldn't go to the gym and expect to just all of a sudden be able to lift you know, a thousand kilos, you've got to build up to that. Um, yeah. So make time and space and, and prioritize it and listen. And then also the other thing on top of that, I would say is sometimes you'll get answers back clearly in the mind or in the body. Mm. Sometimes you'll get symbols. So sometimes you'll ask the question and then later that day, something will happen. You'll be like, isn't that funny? 
oh, that kind of connects to that. There you yeah. go. You got your answer. Yeah. That's the way that I like to do it. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I have a lot of people say to me, you know, oh, well, especially when I'm talking about intuition, you know, how do I know that it's not ego? You know, how do I know that it's not the mind just telling me what I want to hear? Which, I mean, there's validity to that. Absolutely. But that's why I try and take the answering of questions or the solidifying or validation of something that I need an answer to as signs and symbols throughout my day and I find that a lot I I can accept it a lot easier yeah and learning to read your life symbolically is amazing yes and I do this little thing when acknowledging it so if you want to do it the symbolic way I always find acknowledging it is the Mm. key and so whenever something like that happens to me I always look up like even if I'm walking down the street or if I'm in public I look up and I point at the sky and I go I saw that yeah (laughs) I did not miss that I absolutely saw that and then that's the positive feedback as well right like to go so show me again like I'm paying attention here yeah yeah. And thank you. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Gratitude for Gratitude, it. yes. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. So where do you feel like um, you're, you're going with the work that you do? I'm really passionate about connecting people to themselves and people taking the internal journey. Um, and especially in this really busy world that we live in where, again, it's not prioritized, having buying stuff and having stuff and like the material world is really prioritized and more and more how we look and how many followers we've got. And that's, mm. you know, kind of the stuff that um, our society says is important and that you can be validated through. And I'm very much interested in, in supporting people as they unplug from the external and plug into the internal. Um, I'm really passionate about women in spiritual spaces as well. I was raised a Catholic. There was no women in any of those spiritual spaces it was all like you have to go through a man to get to God and I've come to understand in my life that no I can go straight there and every woman can go straight there Um, and so I'm really passionate about supporting women to cut out literally cut out the middleman um, and take that connection for themselves and you know I also when I think ahead to the future because I think everything we have to think about and talk about now it's all the climate crisis and it all connects to how can we how can we do our bit to either change what's happening or to support each other? Because maybe yeah. it's already happening and it's too late, right? So how can we support each other in the coming generations through it? And I really think connecting to the earth and connecting to each other, losing that connection is how we got into this mess. Mm. And only through it reestablishing that connection can we possibly bear what's about to happen or reverse what's what's about to happen so um especially yeah connecting to nature connecting to each other connecting to spirit i think that's the way that's the way out of it both on an individual level and on a collective community community level as well yeah that's really beautiful mm-hmm. um is there anything else that you would like to add to this conversation today um I'd like to make space for the magical and the fantastical. Oh. Yeah. I'm really, again, we live in a world that's a bit material sometimes, Mm. depending on the circles you move in, but it's a bit material. It's a bit like if I can see it, it's real. If science has proved it, it's real. Mm. If I can buy it, it's real. Um, And I would like to invite anyone who's listening to make room in your life for the magical, the fantastical, the spiritual, the unexplainable, the kind of stuff that just makes you go, wow. Um, And and takes you back to a childlike wonder. You know, a lot of my friends are having kids at the moment and you see a kid go out into the world and everything is wow. Mm. And then we grow up and we're like, whatever. No, that's not that good. Show it to me again, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that as adults we could really be served by coming back to some of our childlike wonder and just acknowledging that we're miracles. We are every single one of us. I know there's seven and a half billion of us, but we are miracles and we're walking around in these flesh suits. We only get them for a little while and then we have to give them (laughs) back. And it's, it's remarkable what we the capacity we have to heal ourselves and care for each other and connect to the divine there is it's a big universe out there and i think any of it that any of us can explore is um is time really well spent yeah absolutely and it's about being open to the experience isn't it because like you said yeah we walk around with with blinders and blinkers on like we don't even think that it's there's possibility or potential out there for us so sort of removing Mm -hmm. those parameters and those boundaries and really allowing magic in yeah and I think it's a bit of a safety mechanism as well we do put those barriers up right because we think I don't deserve it or I can't have it or I'm not chosen or I'm not good enough and I think if you can let those barriers down and connect to openness and curiosity and wonder and hope there's there's miracles out there you just need to see them you know Beautiful. So yeah. if people want to connect with you and perhaps organize a reading with you, which I highly recommend, um, what, where should they go? What should they do? Yeah. Okay. So probably the easiest place is my website, which um, maybe you can put in the show notes Yes. because um, uh, it's com, and none of that spelling is particularly easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually. Every it's time not. I go to write you an email, I'm like, nope, this doesn't work. <laughs> On the upside, if you Google me under my name, I'm the only one that comes up. Oh, well, so that's good. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you can find out more about me and what I do at my website or at my Instagram, Luminous Awakenings. Mm. Um, and I'd like to invite everyone to join my blessing circle. So this is a new thing that I've started. I do it every Sunday night. It is... Oh easily my favorite part of the week and it's a half an hour on a Sunday evening um, we do it online people call in but it's done with microphones and cameras off so it's very much about receiving mm. um, and I channel the group and I pass on blessings from angels and guides oh my and God, that's so beautiful it is beautiful I described it as like a warm bath with good friends oh my god what time <laughs> on a Sunday do you do that it's- yeah, so I do it 8 p.m. on a oh, Sunday evening perfect. and I do it every week. Yeah, yeah. And it's free. It's my offering to the world. So, oh, my um, Yeah, so if you come to my website, you can find out more about that and I, I invite you to join because it's just delicious. Um, and then I have a bunch of stuff coming up. I'm uh, uh, putting together I'm, – I'm, we'll, I'll be launching in September um, a course, a four-week course called Across the Universe, which is 31 Days of Deep Connection, and it's mm. all about taking that internal journey. Um, I do a group course as well. Um, starting in September, which will be a three-month small group course. Um, I've got. I'm going to be launching a podcast in September, oh which goodness. I'm excited about. Um, and yeah, and I do readings, and also I'll be traveling through Europe teaching yoga at the end of the year. Oh so wow! Like, you yeah. really are a glitter nomad, as they, you put it. Yeah, yeah, I do <laughs> tend to flit about a bit. Um, yeah, and so it, all of that is up at my website, and I invite you oh, to come fantastic. check it out and and get in touch. Oh, yes. that's amazing! Well, I'll definitely be joining a Sunday blessing circle. Oh, that please do, so Jordana. Incredible. That would be lovely. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast and having a chat with me. Thank you. And I wish you a beautiful winter's day in Melbourne. Yes, and you enjoy paradise. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. 